Hello and welcome to Connected, the podcast about people, ideas, marketing, technology and everything that's good. I'm ASD, a digital man here at Mediacom. Hi, I'm Sue Uniman, Chief Transformation Officer at Mediacom. And joining us in the room is Jane Christian. How are you doing? I'm fantastic, thank you. I'm very excited because I'm an avid listener. Are you? Oh, cool, oh, cool. Favourite ones, favourite ones so far? What do you not like to say? Oh, God, you didn't... Don't like to say to, to prepare. All of them. All of them. All of them. All of them. You've been here, you've been here... Um, I haven't done my intro yet. Oh, sorry. I haven't done my sorry, intro. Sorry, Jane joined Jane. in, <laughs> in uh, as a graduate in 2001 when the business science team was only five people and you've since played a key role in the growth and success of the team which now boasts over 40 people which is a massive thing. Mm. Um, and interestingly, you were also one of Media Week's 30 Under 30 in 2008 which, yeah. uh, congratulations, belatedly. Twins, twins. Well, I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> but you know. Giving away um, my I've age, I've never totally. Seen an anything under anything, <laughs> <laughs> or an anything over anything. It's uh, like, it's not like, officially. Not officially. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, both. Yeah, please. Um, so, uh, as uh, SD just said, business science has changed so enormously since you first joined. You've really been an incremental, uh, in- instrumental to its growth, which has been more than incremental. Um, tell us a bit about that. How has it changed? What's its role been? Mm-hmm. Um, how did it feel when you first joined and how yeah. does it feel now? Well, when I first started, we were at North Gower Street, as mm. you remember, Sue. Uh, we were actually stuck out in the garage in the corner of what was a converted garage. <laughs> oh, really? We were very much a little annexed yeah. research team. With and lots I mean, of biscuits, right? Because biscuits. there's always lots and lots of snacks in business science. Or still still, still the same. to the state, yeah, right? Still the same. Um, and yeah, we, we, we just grew massively since then. And what we, you know, obviously, Mediacom's growth helped our growth. Mm. Um, but I think there's definitely been an increase in appetite for accountability and measurement, and we kind of rode that. Um, the biggest thing that's really changed is the job's got a lot harder. So when I started 16 years ago, the, the internet for an advertising yeah. platform didn't exist. Yeah. There's a little bit of information yeah. on there, but you couldn't buy. And so when it came to evaluating, you know, which channels perform best, you had TV, print. Yeah. outdoor but a radio that was it and and the job is a lot harder now because when you think of digital and everything that encompasses yeah. you know if, if you can't just say social because everybody wants you to look at twitter and instagram and facebook yeah. separately mm. and, and everything else and so the amount of things we've got to measure yeah has, has improved and and the the, the spend is therefore proliferated there's a lot of small things and everybody mm. wants an ROI on everything well you, and you've been pioneering though in being able to detect ROIs from emerging media haven't you yes but it's, it's still difficult yeah, yeah it's still uh, so a challenge we, a long time, we got quite excited years. when you what found what have been the benefits of your laws found a Twitter effect yeah because spend is really small I think it does help and now knowing a lot of people in the agency and I can't say that I know all thousand people we have actually we work with them on a project it would be impressive but you know when you want to get something done there's definitely an advantage of just knowing so many people Mm. to help Mm. you Um, so there's practical thing there Um, I think also sticking around so long for me it is like a family it's I started here when I was 22 and it it is my family Um, I actually dreamt this is going to sound really weird dreamt that I'd handed my notice in about a year ago I had this dream and I was distraught I was like oh my god and where you wake up yeah I was like oh my god it's okay I haven't done that um (laughs) And uh, there's, even when you're having a bad day, there's a set of people here who I just love who make work, coming to work a really great, great place to be. And I think as well, I don't know whether it's my loyalty, but I, I think the reason why I've stayed so long is that I've always been given lots of opportunities. So mm. I did start as a graduate yeah. and some people think, oh, I need to move around to get 
places and you know that works for a lot of people but I've always been pushed as you know Sue yes. you mentored me hmm. many times pushed sometimes out of my comfort yeah. zone I wasn't sure I wanted to do things and then you know you do them for a bit and then you're like okay what's next and then you're brilliant at them as you are thank and, you very uh, much and so I can't say I've ever got bored really yeah. So I'm sure people have phoned you about um, roles outside Mediacom. Um, I don't like to think of that, um, really, <laughs> Jane. But have you looked for roles outside Mediacom? I, do you know what? I've never actually looked. I've, you obviously, you get approached, and I've been, I'll be really honest, to one interview. It must have been about seven or eight years ago yeah. now. And apart from feeling a little bit like a Judas, like most <laughs> people would do. But I remember them interviewing me, and it was a much smaller analytics yeah. agency, and saying, you know, can you do this and can you do that? And I thought, do you know what? I, and they were I didn't like their tone particularly yeah. Yeah. and I just thought you know what I think where I am I'm not getting questioned in this way and who are you to ask that and actually this agency has actually gone on to become pretty good and I do respect them yeah um but I don't regret not the right fit yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so I mean you're one of the first people we've spoken to about 30 under 30 I know there's been a few mm. people who've, who've had it yeah, you know, uh, in previous uh, interviews but do you remember is it something that you targeted um I remember um, my first agency, which wasn't here, I remember they introduced one of the managing partners as, and she won thirty to thirty, and it was like it was like gold dust. And so it's always something I've wanted, mm-hmm. and so it's something I've targeted. Is it? Is it? Was it something that you targeted similarly? Honestly, no, because yeah. Sue's shaking her head for those <laughs> yeah. of you listening. Um, no, because I think I'd always be a bit embarrassed to do that. So yeah. my manager at the time, Claire Newman, it's, I'd, I'd just made director, and I was twenty nine. Yeah, and I think you got to submit your. Um, your entry by about July and my birthday's yeah. in August. And she was like, look, you fit into this. Yeah. You should do this. I was like, oh, really? So anyway, we wrote it together, yeah. never thinking that I'd get in. And uh, it was a tough year that year because I've still got still got it at home. Luke Boziak was in. Oh, that, and Dan, and Dan, yeah. Dan Whitmarsh did yeah. the same yeah. year. Um, but I have got a funny story about it in that um, I... I went on holiday for a couple of weeks and it was a very quick turnaround and they email you saying you've won, we yeah. need a full length photo of you to go into the um, book the, the, the booklet. Yeah. Um, and because I wasn't picking up these emails because I was on holiday mm. and so the team kind oh, of no. uh, yeah. <laughs> went onto Facebook, found a photo of me from uh, in, a, in a dress, in a going out <laughs> dress. <laughs> From the knees up and superimposed some legs on me. And so I'm the only one in this photo of everybody using like a party dress without my own legs. (laughs) um, I wouldn't have been in there otherwise. I literally wouldn't have got in. Do you remember what the application was about or what it was like? Was it themed? It wasn't themed. It was quite general. Yeah. back then um and it just you just had to kind of say why you in your I think for me I was quite lucky because I was in a small growing field Mm. I imagine it's quite difficult if you're in a a bigger field people (laughs) 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 but you know you your story was all about um the growth of uh at that point the growth of empirical media decisions was still you know not everybody was doing that and you were we were you we were leading the way you were leading the way in that relationship between planning and, and business science yes and we'd seen and the team the grow so much yeah. and we'd grown so much and you know I definitely wasn't the only person leading that but yeah. it, was, it was an integral person there mm. so I think it was easier but I was still really surprised yeah because you look at all the other people and you, you know I guess it's the natural things to read their winning applications and think wow you know compared to that mm. so yeah still very pleased about that um and new ro- new uh, role managing partners board um, yeah so what's next 
on with that? Yeah. Um, well, I'm working with David Beale a lot more. So I've been mm. working with David over the last couple of years, um, kind of reporting into him. But we're going to be launching later in the year a, a kind of big overhaul of, of Mediacom's data and analytics offering. Mm. And there's a lot to do, and we're really excited about it. So it's a bit TVC yeah. uh, in terms of when we watch this space. Yeah, yes, really watch exciting. this space, but there's a lot to be done. But we're we're all really excited and up for it. Kind Brilliant. of really raising the not just raising the floor, but raising the ceiling on what yeah. MediaCom does analytically. Mm. So on to the questions now. We ask everybody, uh, so it's easy to compare and contrast. What advice would you give to someone just starting their career in our business? I guess these are things I didn't do, but I, I would have read more. So Sue's always given me a lot of books to read. I must admit, I'd then go and read my novel at home. But it's only in the past few years I've started reading books that would help me in my career or just generally. And just hearing how other people think about things. I just wish I'd done a little yeah. bit of that earlier mm. on just to get a wider mm. view of things. Which books have you been reading? Are there any you'd uh, recommend? I'm re- the one I'm reading at the moment is called um, Black Box Thinking. Thinking Side. Yeah, I yeah. saw him present at um, a conference last year, yeah. and I kind of and yeah. I, I really get that. Yeah. And but what you really want, it's a quite a lot of reading for a mm. few facts. I'm kind of going to distill mm. it and yeah. share it yeah. with the team. But we're trying to encourage everybody in our team to read a book and then share yeah. it. You know, the, the key points. Book club. Business yeah. science book club. Yeah, it's love that. Um, if you were a genie. It's my favourite question. Mm-hmm. What five commonly available objects would I have to put in a magic circle to summon you? Because I could see actually needing to do this, Jane, and going, yeah, I know, I need Jane's advice right now. So <laughs> what, what five objects would bring you? Um, it would probably be, two of them are going to be alcoholic, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Gin and tonic. Yeah. Probably a pint of very cold beer. Wait, uh, which gin and which tonic and which beer? Oh god uh, okay, David Beale and I swapped a bottle of gin each a few weeks ago. I thought ago. he made his own gin. He's up in Yorkshire well, he's got a still. Yeah. <laughs> and he bought me down a bottle of gin. He was saying it was better than the ones I've tasted. It was okay. called Whitaker's and I ha- yeah. hated to admit that it was really, okay. yeah. really nice. It's kind of like Yorkshire a small gin. batch thing up there. Yeah, and nice. it's got to be fever tree yeah. tonic of course. <laughs> Um, I think you'd have put a golf ball or a golf club yeah. there, uh, which is the You didn't say which beer. Yeah. Oh, which beer? Hop House 13 is my current favourite, which nice. is in the uh, bar downstairs, I've noticed, which is very good. Very very reasonable prices as well. <laughs> golf, which is a, a fairly recent... Took it up five and but, a half oh, years ago. Oh, was it that long ago? ago? Yeah. 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 I, I literally and you see, love it, don't you? I was you? seeing a performance coach at work no about way. things, and she's like, you need, you, need to, you need something out of work that you can work yeah. on, you know, because sometimes you get a little bit too wrapped up in work, and she made me join up and learn something, and I love it most of the time, okay. but uh, sometimes I'd rather be at work, back at work, I think, <laughs> it can be very frustrating. Um, I think I'd put in there... Um, something to do with my football team, West Brom Albion, uh, which is yes. that, which is why your Twitter handle is WB. I was going to ask yeah, you about that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, obviously that is where I'm from. It's yeah. not a glory team, <laughs> but um, we're doing very well this season. Yeah. Eight. Very Congratulations with that. Thank you. And a final thing, um, maybe something like chocolate because I like that. What kind? Again. What kind of chocolate? Really boring. I just like Cadbury's Dairy Milk. Okay. Nothing just, wrong with that. Although yeah. Mars chocolate's great too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maltesers can't Probably be Maltesers. Probably bought from Tesco. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so your house is on fire. Everything that's alive is out and that's safe. You've got that. That's in the bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, what three things would you save from your house? I was thinking about this and I've only come up with two actually because oh, I'm, yeah. really yeah. I'm really not that bothered about my possessions mm. and I like throwing stuff away. Mm. Mm. But it would just have to be photos yeah. and my laptop because of the photos yeah. on it and that is it because everything else... 
I can yeah. replace. Yeah. Have you read that? Um, sorry, the, no, the, the Tidying Up book by Marie Kondo. They're no, like, but it sounds great. I, c- I can bring it in for you. It's <laughs> yeah. amazing. She's all about how do you tidy up and how do you chuck stuff away and how do you fold your clothes. I folded my clothes and I went from <laughs> two sets of drawers and two wardrobes to one wardrobe and one set of drawers with very little clothes being thrown out. It was amazing. Life, right, life, it's book. called The Life-Changing Art of Tidying Up. This is going to be my next non-fiction book oh, that I read. It's so yeah. good. Sorry. Um, well, speaking of books, what's, yeah. your, what's your favourite book? Yeah, thinking about this too. Okay, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna pick this on the one that I actually don't read as much as I used to, but I listen. Yes. Oh, so nice. because That's, I walk to work yeah, and back. Spoken books is good. Um, yeah, absolutely, it's all audio. Um, it's all, all audible. Is like my best friend. And my right. commute is 50 minutes each way walking, and so yeah. I listen to a lot of books. And the reason I'm gonna pick this is in the last three years I've listened to this one three times, and it is the history of the world by Andrew Marr. Okay. And the reason why I've listened yeah. to it three times is it's 35 hours long, which is really long. Yeah. Um, and it is so full of information you can't possibly take it all in and every time I listen to it um, I learn something new and it's just um, it's really unbelievable cool, cool. Really that's, that's brilliant I think that's our first audio book in there as well yeah, yeah, so. yeah. yeah. Uh, so if you had to have one person play you in a film about your life who would it be I'm going to give a comedy answer here now yeah. Sue's probably given me this quite often uh, people I think Sue has called me the Carol Vorderman Misha <laughs> 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 Which I've taken as a really big compliment. Much, so, much prettier <laughs> and younger. I think it'd be the mathematical brain. And cleverer, actually. actually. I don't think it would be anybody from Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. But yeah, but, but I think a bit of Carol. Yeah. Um, and if we were to give you a uh, poster, and I, as I say this, I, I recognise that you'd probably prefer a TV campaign because TV is, comes out stronger in econometric analysis quite often. But we're not giving you that. We're giving you a billboard. Where would you put it and what would it say? This might be a bit boring and it's a bit of a bugbear of mine, but I'd put it in my local area and it would be about telling people to stop dropping litter everywhere because oh. that's just one yeah. thing that really riles you know, me too. Me and, and Mark has told me that... I, have you ever heard David Sedaris um, no. talk about litter? Oh, it's, it's, he's very, very funny. He's an American comedian and he's got this sort of uh, story that he tells, which is presumably based on truth, about how he started walking for exercise and also picking up litter mm. and just got to the point where he was doing so much um, picking up litter in his local area that the um, local council named a dump truck the David Sedaris <laughs> <laughs> in honour of his because yeah it's so irritating yes. I, I'm with you there. That's lovely and I'm assuming you, your local London or, or work area not Birmingham. Yeah yeah North London well yeah. any, anywhere really yeah, just, yeah. it's yeah, not good anywhere. No, yeah. Um We've got these questions from the School of Life. I didn't realise there was a bit of blurb in there, so I'm going to read out the blurb. True fulfilment is hard to imagine without the possibility of finding work that not only pays but also taps our talents and aspirations, a job one can love. Such work is, of course, hard to find. Inside this box, you'll find 100 carefully composed questions designed to help you start a conversation about you and your working life. So could you uh, start a conversation and read it out? Thank you. How many times a week do you feel dissatisfied about your work? what tends to trigger the dissatisfaction um okay let's start with the second part of that i think sometimes because of time pressures you can't always do stuff as well as you'd like and you have to get used mm. to sometimes doing stuff as as um good enough yeah mm. and there's a kind of perfectionist and you, yeah. you know you can you do are more. and you are a perfectionist yeah you, know you could do more yeah. but time you know kind of limits you and you can only do so much mm. and depends on the week but you know it could be a couple of times a week that i'm mm. feeling that mm. but i just mm. want to put more effort in mm. to yeah do it. Mm. okay brilliant 
And that's and that is from someone though who we should say who it's impossible to imagine her doing better. And I, where other people have had wristbands saying, you know, what would Jesus do or what would Buffy the Vampire Slayer do? I have at times, as Jane knows, WWJD. What, what would yeah. Jane, what would Jane do? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jane, thank you very much for your time. It's been lovely. Very welcome. Thank, thank you. you.